Hey everyone, welcome to Do I Still Love It, uh, the nostalgia podcast whose goal is not to destroy your childhood memories, but there may be some collateral damage. I'm Marshall James. And I'm Laura Weiss. And every week we watch a film or a television show that we remember loving when we were kids, but that we haven't seen in forever, to determine whether as adults we still love it. And uh, this week we are joined by not one... But two guests. This is our first dual guest episode. Wow. Oh my god, we Ooh. bought a new microphone just for today. <laughs> yeah. It's and, uh, very nice. Yeah. yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank Fan you favorites. We have two returning guests. Yay. Sean George Hello. and Michael Chow. Hi. Uh, so Sean and Mike are here because they uh, host a cool movie making project called Schlock Tank. Uh, it is fun. It's a lot of fun. They've already made a film called The Night Jander, mm-hmm. which Laura and I got to go to their premiere. Which I thought was legitimately fantastic. <laughs> oh, thank, thank you. you. Thank Especially you. the the swipe screen at the very oh, beginning. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah. really proud of that moment. Yeah. 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 So tell us a it little really bit about... It really put me in the world. Yeah. Instantly. Yeah, yeah before we get into uh, like some specific... Talk to us about like who... Like the inception of Schlock Tank and the first the first movie you guys made, The Night Janitor. Tell us a little bit about it. Well, Michael and I uh, love... I think I I like crappier movies. Like you still have taste. Um, <laughs> I like you go back and forth. But you do it. love schlock. Yeah, and, I like it a lot. We both have a strong love for schlock and and uh, movies like Roger Corman films mm-hmm. and things like that, where practical effects are king, and you 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 make do with what you have, and you generally don't have enough money. There's to like make a real hustle want. that's like real admirable about, uh, yeah. about those movies. But at the same time, it's like... It's, it's still bad. Yeah. Um, but there's a charm to that. And and we wanted to explore... It, not explore. Exploit mm-hmm. that charm. Yeah. Um, so <clears throat> we uh, we basically just took Shark Tank, uh, a show where you come with your ideas and, and a panel of people will give you money to do them. Instead, uh, you as an audience member can come pitch your idea and we will spend $100 making the movie. Yeah. <laughs> Great. So, so, uh, and so the cool thing about The Night Janitor that I really liked is Sean and Michael and I were all in the same Second City conservatory review, mm-hmm. uh, The Ambivalent Seven, which we've talked about on this podcast, and the, the titular Night Janitor himself was none other than John Copeland, yeah. another member of the Magnificent Seven. So, we, so now you've now heard about four of the... Six members of the yeah. Ambivalent Seven. Yeah. We'll, we're working on Andre at some point. Yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll get. Oh, and Andre has been also on the show. Oh, okay. so he was on for our legend, uh, oh, for cool. our uh, labyrinth, for our labyrinth yeah. episode. And um, Are you saying we're gonna do a big reunion episode with uh, all of us? We should do yeah. like a reunion. We're gonna need more mics. Laura. <laughs> so, but uh, the the reason, uh, part of the reason we're here, uh, uh, here on Do I Still Love It? Not only do we love doing the show, mm-hmm. I had a great time. I don't know. About, yeah, I had a lot of fun. I mean, you might have been wrong about. No, I think it, I still. Was it the, no, you no, it was wrong. Super Mario Brothers. I still think it's a great movie. Dude, Super Mario Brothers was my favorite thing it's we've great. done so far. <laughs> it's so good. It the question, was do I still good. love it? Though implies you loved it, and I never oh, loved. Oh, it. I did. Yeah, I loved it. Too. Michael yeah. was a good person to have on the show because he specifically he suggested it as a movie he still loved. And I was like, oh, thank God, someone else loved it because I wanted to review it. It's true. And I didn't Plus, know. Plus, I really else. feel like it prepared me for our future in Trump's America. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that is true. In, you mean in Koopa's America? In yeah. Koopa's America. I'd rather have Koopa. We're, 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 <laughs> we're in you know Dennis Hopper leadership terms about half a step away from Waterworld. Yeah. I think right. we're almost yeah. there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so get your fins. All up. of these films we have watched throughout our childhood. Um, has really prepared us for our future. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Actually, that being said, uh, side note, I would like to come back and do Waterworld. 
Okay. Oh my gosh! I Actually, did. I did love Waterworld. That that would be uh, great. <laughs> but let's get through this one first. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, so at the last uh, sh- uh, live Schlock Tank event, we do this uh, every couple months, uh, or we're we're trying to anyway. Um, Marshall James was That's was me. one of our guest pitchers and winner and uh, won the night with his uh, his pitch called the uh, seven, seven minutes, minutes in, in hell. hell. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so it was really cool to get up there and just kind of pitch an idea, because essentially, like, you guys make a short, so mm-hmm. you have to think about something, like, real quick that could be, like, like a really short, simple idea that then could have, like, room for, like, you said, practical effects and, like, gore and that sort of thing. And so I pitched them kind of a loony horror short idea mm-hmm. called Seven Minutes in Hell based on the Seven Minutes in he- Heaven, like, make-out game from when mm-hmm. you're in middle school. Mm-hmm. And uh, and that's, I pretty much just pitched it to them. Um, about, I keep like, hoping someone's just going to pitch a simple dialogue space <laughs> story. No, and, yeah, two people in a coffee <laughs> two, shop. Two people in a coffee shop having a conversation about their hopes and fears. No, I keep getting somebody, <laughs> a night janitor who's actually uh, uh, Bruce Willis or, or a horrible monster movie set inside or, yeah, a, a giant closet. haunted yeah. house movie. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, I, I hate or or vampire umpires. Yeah. Yeah. I, I hate to bring it to you, but... You did choose to do schlock. Yeah, That's I fair. know. No, right. no, it's yeah. it's the poison. Yeah, I, I would actually core. be very impressed to see somebody uh, pitch a an effective schlocky yeah. two people at a coffee shop. Someone's had us explode. About That's about it. Fear. It's just seven minutes of two people talking, it's and my, then someone's head explodes. It's my brunch with Andre. <laughs> yeah, my brunch with, and have have our mutual friend Andre yeah. playing Andre. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, he's uh, playing both characters. So the the important thing that we want to say, and we'll hit up again at the end of the end of show, is that the premiere of the show that I the short that I pitched will be on December eighteenth, uh, right here in Los Angeles at the the open, open space. space the open space on Fairfax. So we're rushing out this episode, and so uh, so this episode's dropping on a Monday. So this following Sunday mm-hmm. should be December eleventh. Correction, December eighteenth. And uh, so please come out to the open space on Fairfax and meet your the hosts of the podcast you love so much and see the show that I yeah. pitched to them. Yeah. And, and guys, also, prepare a schlocky pitch. Mm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. that's, that's the most fun part. Yeah. After the movie the show, is only yeah. 10 minutes. Uh-huh. The rest of the yeah. whole night is your magic. Yeah. Right. It's all about Live you, folks. Stage. Bring your ideas. Bring your worst ideas. Or make them up on the fly. Nothing, yeah. nothing. Yeah. You know, We've had I did. A few I of did. Those. I did technically make mine up there. So yeah, you said you weren't sure if you had an idea, and then you had an idea by the end of the night. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so that's enough about that. Some bookkeeping. But the reason we have you guys here, the other reason is to watch the 1985 movie Legend <laughs> by Ridley Scott, starring Tom Cruise and Tim Curry. Um, and uh, so, I I feel like I'm repeating myself from my last visit. I didn't realize this was a Ridley Scott. Yeah, I movie. keep forgetting it is. <laughs> yeah. So so yeah, the cool thing is this is the project Ridley Scott essentially gave up on. Well, not gave up. He kind of was forced out of Dune so that David Lynch could make Dune. Yeah, and he was he really, was going to do Dune. He was going to do Dune with Jordorowski. Oh, which I think I'm pronouncing. Oh, because Geiger worked with them on a. Uh, Correct, yeah. correct. So Geiger Alien. worked with him on Alien, and so then he worked with Jordorowski on developing Dune. And mm-hmm. there's actually a great documentary called Jordorowski's Dune yeah, that's really all good. about the movie that didn't get made, mm-hmm. and it has all of his cool visuals, because he's like a crazy artist. It's like a really inspiring movie, actually. Um, Michael saw it on a plane. Yeah. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, as we always do, um, I'm going to pitch it over to Michael to start. Michael, what is Legend about? 
Uh, I don't remember. I remember not liking it at all. <laughs> but I think. Uh, also, is this a do I still hate it? Oh, uh, yeah. It's gonna be a do yes! I still hate it? I think oh, for Michael. Yeah, I barely remember it though. I just remember getting bad vibes from it. But <laughs> I think it's about like it's Tom Cruise and Mia Sarah, and Mia Sarah is kidnapped by the devil that's played by uh, Tim Curry, right? Uh, he is a devilish character. Okay, yeah. but he's not the devil. He's I, like the son of the Lord of Darkness oh, or something. Oh, right. I don't. I don't. I, I mean, I think maybe it's one of those soft implications, like like he's the MPAA may not <laughs> like it if we call him Satan, uh, so we'll just call him Satan. Yeah, <laughs> he's French. Yes, <laughs> and he's deliciously vegan. His yeah. name is Stan. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Stan. <laughs> All right, so a. so Sean, if you want to piggyback on on uh, oh my that, first my you? I I. I think I I love this. I I have a lot of confusing uh, memories of this movie because my first memory of this movie actually wasn't seeing the movie. I was in Universal in studios in Florida with my mm. family. I think it was Universal, um, and we were in this like costume shop, and there's this giant <laughs> devil head in the corner, and uh, it was it was the horns are so big and 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 uh, the face is so detailed it l- literally looked like tim curry's face but i had not mm-hmm. seen the movie so i was like what is that and uh, somebody i think it was my dad or something that's tim curry and legend and i was i was a kid at the time i had no idea what that was um and then i later saw the movie and i seem to just remember like I don't know where where oh the pizza's here. Um, <laughs> I don't we'll know. Leave that in. Uh, well, well, they can wait a moment. Uh, I I just don't remember. I feel like there's so much uh, strange. I feel like this is a very sexual movie. Yeah. Somehow. How was Sarah in that movie? No, I feel like there's oh. like a like a near like molestation scene with a tree hag in oh. there, and the devil's trying to like get his ways with with Mia Sarah, who's yeah. at her peak. Well, is uh, she is this pre Ferris Bueller? I I don't know. Uh, I think so because I think Ferris oh, okay. Bueller was eighty six or eighty seven. And with that, we will pause. Pause for pizza. pizza. Uh, I love so. that the pizza called and you were like, I have a point to make. And then <laughs> you just kept, and then it was, let me finish, let me finish. <laughs> I don't remember what the point is I had to make. Um, you hadn't, your, your first memory was not of the movie, oh, but not of the, the movie. creepy face. Right, the creepy face. There was and like sexual tension in the movie. Oh yeah. Yeah, there was a weird, I don't, I, I don't, but then I, I so I keep wanting this movie in my memory to be Willow, mm. which is, my favorite ah, fantasy see, movie. Funny, I keep wanting this movie in my memory to be Labyrinth oh, because yeah. I get them deeply mixed up. Hmm. I I actually don't know for sure if I've seen this movie or not because in my mind it is the third point of the triangle of <laughs> Labyrinth, this, and Never Ending Story. Oh. It's all like the dark '80s puppet mm-hmm. movies. Yeah, yeah, and. I have no idea if I've seen this one. Which one do you think has David Bowie in it? Oh, we've already watched that. Uh, one. Okay. Yeah. yeah. See, I know that. But, <laughs> David Bowie yeah. makes a sneak appearance. In so I'm excited to see if I still love it or if I've never seen it before. Mm. That's that's an interesting <laughs> uh, spectrum there. <laughs> so I certainly know that I I loved it at the time, mm. and um and and really it's all about Tim Curry for me in this oh, it's movie great. because. And, like, doing research for this, I couldn't not see... Because the pictures of him in this crazy devil makeup Mm -hmm. are so intense. So I'm really looking forward to seeing what it looks like 
when it's moving, when it's not just pictures yeah. on Google I, Image Search. Do you think the, the... I remember a lot of effects and a lot of those fantasy elements playing really well to my young mind. Yeah. Uh, and in my mind uh, now, like, the memory is, this is a gonna... This movie's gonna look great. It's all practical effects, right? For the, I, I the think most so. part. This, yeah. this predates CGI, really. So, sure, yeah. so everything's gotta be, like, makeup or, or animatronics or mm-hmm. puppets of some sort. So... And and that's really the thing that garnered this movie so much attention in the beginning. Like mm-hmm. this got this a, like it got a nominee for an Academy Award for makeup and that sort of thing. So I'm really looking forward to seeing that. And yeah. I feel like, but I'm while tr- I don't really remember what the movie is about, other about than the devil that. kidnapping a girl, yeah. and I think there's a unicorn involved. He wants to yeah, kill there's the a last unicorn, unicorn on the poster. So I think yeah, I think. The devil kidnaps a girl and a unicorn, okay. and, then, and then Tom Cruise is like, I'm going to get that unicorn and that girl back, and then... In Tim, that order. In that order. Well, I mean, come on, dude, priorities. <laughs> and, and, uh, and so I'm, I'm going to be really interested to see, because we've watched a few movies where, like, there's a lot of cool elements there, but the plot doesn't really... Well, I feel like Congeal. this movie, yeah. what I remember of this movie is just every fantasy trope. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I was just about to say the same thing you are. I can't tell you what happens Isn't that most movie. fantasy, though? It's like a hodgepodge of a lot of cool <laughs> elements. Yeah, yeah, but there's, like, characters and things like, uh, you know, Lord of the Rings. Like, there's a very, like, specific... But it's like, usually point A to point B and a lot of shit between. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so point... Or, you know, it could be, like, Labyrinth, mm-hmm. which really was exactly what you just said, which mm-hmm. is, like, a bunch of cool shit hodgepodge yeah. together with absolutely yeah. no coherent plot. <laughs> Labyrinth is... Uh, a little little kid gets stolen, mm-hmm. and then the point B is she gets little kid back, yeah. and in between, just a bunch of shit that really you doesn't matter. You can't take off somebody else's head. <laughs> like, yeah, that happens. But there's also like uh, the, to tie the two together. There's also like a weird seduction element in that, and there isn't this, I guess. Oh right. yeah, no, it's super weird. Yeah. So. Um, I'm I'm excited to experience uh, Tom Cruise in this. Oh yeah. I uh, fun fact about Tom Cruise I learned today. So Liam Rumini did uh, Reddit AMA. Oh right, right. About Scientology. Just this morning. And I just so happened to read it before mm-hmm. you guys came, and I totally forgot that Tom Cruise was the lead in our film tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, but someone actually asked, Am, are we correct in understanding that the sci- that Scientologists do believe that Tom Cruise is, like, your savior? And she's like, yes. <laughs> that is Whoa. actually what they... That is actually what the Scientology church, the Search of Scientology, puts out to its members. Mm-hmm. He does. He is, you know, the protagonist hero savior figure. Yeah. Yes, and they basically so have. Ways. They basically have painted him as the protagonist hero mm-hmm. savior figure. So now that I know that he is our Jesus, mm-hmm. that, he, that he is. I'm you gonna. Know, I think this is before yeah. he had his teeth done, though. So yeah, that's yeah. gonna undercut the yeah. whole thing for you. Yeah, most likely. I'll say that despite <laughs> his weirdness, I've always kind of liked Tom Cruise as an actor. I, I've never, I never really him. liked him as an actor, and his weirdness keeps him interesting to me. Mm, okay. Uh, I maybe interview with a vampire. I'm like, okay. I think Collateral's great. I've actually always oh, found yeah. him mildly boring. Yeah. Mm. He doesn't really do it for me. Uh, hmm. Not like I find him bad. I don't have anything sure. against him, but he just I, he's. Very... I don't feel like any movie is better because he Tom has Cruise like an intensity in though. That he brings Tom everything. Tom Cruise is not memorable to person. me. Yeah, Obviously, a, I don't yeah. know if I've even seen this movie. Mm. It's just not memorable to me I, at all. I'd like I to point we... out that if Tom Cruise is listening, uh, we still would love to have you on the show. Yeah. We uh, both of our 
both Schlock Tank and mm-hmm. Do I Still Love It is far too young to make the kind of enemies that we're we're. Oh, right. We love Scientology. Yes, I mean that. Yes, in order to get him on, I would need to take back everything I just said. Leah Romini is a real loose cannon. Somebody should take take care of her. Yes. Whoa, 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 whoa. Or wait, no, we need her. King of Queens, more like King of Means. Right. So. <laughs> so why don't you uh, join us in trying to figure out what exactly this movie is about mm-hmm. and whether or not you think Tom Cruise is your personal lord and savior <laughs> as we watch 1985's Legend. Legends speak of many things, real and imagined. Of a world drenched in beauty and an underworld consumed by evil. Of two worlds colliding, and only one surviving. Of a princess who would be a savior, and a demon who would be king. Mia Sarah and Tom Cruise star in Ridley Scott's stunning fantasy, Legend. Well, <laughs> damn it. Great, great movie. So, uh, <laughs> Turn me around. <laughs> so. <laughs> it's, how do you start talking about Okay, this? so I guess maybe let's do a quick thing where we try and run down what the plot was about. Okay. And this, the plot of this movie is like very flimsy, like super flimsy. They laid out the some point... exposition in the beginning. Yeah, okay, so here's the clip. Listen, part. the plot was just laid out in a screen scroller <laughs> at the beginning, the, the, and all you really need to do is read that and then turn it off. Yeah. Right. The plot of the movie is actually very, very, very simple. Yeah. The plot of the movie is devil is evil, unicorns represent good. If unicorns are killed, devil gets to take over, mm-hmm. girl gets in the way. Uh, <laughs> and that's the to, entire movie. Yeah. He has right. to save the girl because the devil wants the girl. Right, yeah. So, like, yeah. No, the devil doesn't even really want the girl until, like, three quarters in. That's true. That yeah, is that incidental. Character, that character that was, arc was pretty But that was uh, the most interesting abrupt. part of the movie. Right. <laughs> I will say that is yeah. true. Right, so we... I was I was in a weird situation where I was super, super, yeah. super shipping devil and Because they're the only people uh, Yeah, you love movie. a lusty devil. So I mean, yeah, no, because <laughs> she is a sucky character yeah. that is not at all pure, <laughs> even though that they keep saying that she is. And but, so I like, really feel like if they just sat down and had a conversation, they'd have a lot of common. But she's she would pure. Have been happy. Jack is pure. They said in the opening <laughs> role. What was her no, name? We obviously saw that they already been doing a lot of the, sex. What was the girl's name? Lily. 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 So, yeah, so the, basically... They named the city for, of Lilyhammer after if her. You, if you haven't seen the movie, if you haven't seen the movie... <laughs> Don't. <laughs> I mean... We'll yeah, get to I think, our review, our final It's true. I mean, I think, I think the thing we, we talked about is, like, this would be a great movie to have on in the background mm-hmm. of a party because it's visually very arresting. Yeah. But um, the the volume does not add anything to the movie. Well, the entire thing, the, the dialogue doesn't make any sense. No. And it's delivered in such a way where it makes even less sense. Though it was chopped up by the studios we've talked about. So maybe right. the director's cut is a, it makes right. a lot more so sense. So there's a director's cut version of this. Um, that it adds about twenty something minutes, and it has been critically like critics are like, oh, this is this is the version of the movie to watch. Do people watch. think it's great? Uh, I I think 
I don't know if it's, it's like great. Ah, it's better. No, I don't think it's great, but I think I mean because Legend has a bit of a cult following, and mm, so I get okay. the impression that like the director's cut is part that like if you're if you're part of this cult following, it then... puts cherries on the soup sandwich. Right. <laughs> so so yeah. So we're we're introduced to the movie in in what must certainly be a after the fact exposition yeah. uh, title scroll that goes on for six paragraphs. Yeah. Like it's. Pretty much the entire synopsis. If read of the movie. aloud, it would be about three minutes long. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Longer um, than Terminator. Yeah. Longer than Star Wars. And it and also sets up a bunch of stuff we don't need to know no. because it's then almost immediately established anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we're basically introduced to Lily, who's a princess, who's also kind of a shit. Is she a princess? Something like she's that. She's a lady. She's a, she's a, she's lady. a noble okay. the lady. The first thing you see her do is run up to the clothesline yeah. of of a peasant woman. And when <laughs> Who, the woman, who's like a mother figure. Who's yeah. like a mother figure to her. And pull the knot so yeah. that all of her laundry it's falls to the ground. And then laughs about it. Because again, she's a shit. Yeah. Uh, and so she is not a redeeming character whatsoever. No. Right. And then we're introduced to uh, Tom Cruise playing a character named Jack. Because, Who's basically Peter Pan. Who is basically Peter Pan, all the way down to the way he's dressed well, and the little I, fairy I that falls around. I disagree with that. Uh, Peter Pan is uh, interesting <laughs> and has things about him. He's that, dynamic. Uh, he's a leader. Yeah, he's got stuff. Yeah. Happening. He's not That's a fra- true. He's brave. This character was not a leader. Jack at all. is more like a weird feral kid. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Who just so happens to be just attractive enough that this lady is into him. Yeah. It is very, as uh, Sean pointed out, this is before he got his teeth done. And mm-hmm. I don't think I knew that and Tom Cruise's teeth. Mm. But just Tom Cruise's not perfect teeth in this movie were really jarring every time he opened yeah. his mouth because yeah, so used they're to perfect off, teeth They're off-center in his, in his mouth. Yeah. Fortunately, like he has maybe tooth. three to four lines in the entire yeah. movie. Right. It's true. So you don't see a lot of those choppers. It's, it's <laughs> one of these things where, yeah, like, here's a situation where we have, like, a hero character, ostensibly, but, and then, and this hero character has a mentor character and sidekicks but that mentor never really teaches him anything, and his sidekicks nope. never really help him with anything. No, it's it is not a teach a man to fish situation. <laughs> nope. it, it is no. fishing for him. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, we are... We're... He's a highly ineffectual protagonist. <laughs> well, I, th- I think you hit the nail on the head. We just assume he's the hero. We assume she's a, a, a heroine, damsel. a damsel. We assume the devil's evil, but they don't really do any of the things that... Like, the, the devil in this movie... Is is the most sympathetic character. True. All he wants Agreed. to do is to be loved. Right. The hero is not heroic. Yeah. The the damsel is in distress only because she's a kind decon- of a kind of a jerk. Yeah. <laughs> Are you saying this is maybe like a deconstruction of a fantasy? I don't think. No, I think it's just a bad fantasy. Maybe. No. Well, maybe. <laughs> yeah, because it, the funny thing is. Don't try and, to redeem and, and I think maybe it's the weird way this movie is cut. The very mm. first character we're introduced to is the, the devil, devil. You're right. Played by Tim Curry. And, and we do not see him again for like 45 yeah. minutes to an hour. But we're introduced afterward. to him, and for some reason, in the first scene, he's mm-hmm. got fluorescent green raver nails <laughs> and fluorescent green raver and he's and it black head to toe Isaac. awesome and he looks yeah. awesome it looks cool i mean it you definitely get me hooked right away because tim curry's makeup and costume is every bit is as fucking tim awesome curry as i remember in that thing yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. oh wow okay mm-hmm. um i i was interviewed just i don't think over. i hated it the experience as much as you guys but i definitely know what it's like to be a fish <laughs> who takes the bait and has a hook in your mouth and then 
the fisherman goes and gets a beer for like an hour <laughs> and then comes back and starts reeling me in. Right. Like, yeah. that's what I felt like. With about 15 yeah. minutes left in the movie, Michael Chow goes, God, this movie is long. And then, or no, was it you who said Yeah. yeah. He said, God, this movie is long. And Sean's like, no, actually, it, it's only been about an hour. <laughs> and it's because this movie feels so long. Well, just like disjointed editing. Yeah. There's, no, there's no real pacing because... Normally, you get a feeling of like, of the pace of a movie because you're you you can sort of see the arc. You mm -hmm. see where it's going. We have something to invest in, and there's nothing really to invest the in. There, there is no arc, of, yeah. right? At all. No. Um, yeah, it's really Ever. strange. We're not exactly... Every scene that th there should be tension. Mm -hmm. uh, like when they're locked... Okay, best best example. They're locked in the dungeon. There's a, a, a monster pig face cook thing mm -hmm. that is going to eat them. Yep. Uh, takes off one of them. Uh, who's That's a whole other weird thing that they <laughs> oh, do. Uh, th and so there's real danger there. And, and little Pixie... For some reason, wants Jack to kiss her, so she'll she'll go uh, she'll turn to a pixie, get right. outside the so cage, yeah. get the keys, and Just come back. For the blister at home, there's a there's a tiny, teeny, tiny little fairy, Tinkerbell sized. You can explain this, but they will right. understand it I, just as poorly as I, I do. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> following around a Jack is a little Tinkerbell pixie who can turn into a full size girl, right. mm -hmm. who apparently has a crush on Tom Cruise. Yeah, and that's and and so she asks him. Before I save everybody from being eaten by pig monster, kiss me, Jack. And she turns into his love, and they he almost kisses her, and he stops. And she's heartbroken. Like she's, and she's she, also she, pissed. She's yeah. pissed and rejected. And she like flies out of the she cage. She flies out of there mad. And everybody's like, well, you done, you done screwed up now, now we're Jack. All gonna now we're die. all going to die. And it was this nice, tense moment. Or would have been had she just not come right back with the keys. <laughs> yeah, she came out with the keys. Came right I mean, the movie the could have ended right there, and that would have been a solace to yeah. all of us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, like, they set up all these dangerous things. Like, there's, uh, there's fights that have no stakes. There's a, there's a scene with a like. There's a scene before they get into Satan's castle, mm -hmm. who, which his oh, castle yeah. is underneath a tree that is apparently an evil tree, but we don't know why. Tell me about the bog monster part. And, and then, yeah, and then out of the water comes this, like, amazingly made mm -hmm. uh, bog witch. Yeah, it's really who probably is cooler than Utterly terrifying. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think the creature design is up there with the devil, mm -hmm. but yeah. also just in terms of spook scary monster, yeah, it's, yeah. Really it's scary. kind of great. She's very evocative of the... Uh, Horrifying woman in the tub in The Shining. It's fascinating. Yeah. Oh, I did I... not gather a female vibe off of that thing. Oh, I thought it was supposed to be a witch. I thought it was supposed to be a witch. It was slightly yeah. androgynous, but her name is Mag. Yeah. Like, oh, there's it, like a name. It had a, it said it, yeah, it was Guys, I retained gone. nothing. And, and she was like, you know, I'm going to eat you. I don't know. It felt very classic. Boy, it felt very classic. It felt like a Greek Hans Christian Andersen or a Greek monster, like a Medusa or something like that, like somewhere in between. So she springs up. She's terrifying. I, I remembered a visceral terror that I felt when I was a little kid because this movie is horrifying for children. Yeah. Um, and It was rated PG, correct? It was rated PG, yeah. right. Um, and so she springs up. She is utterly terrifying from for the full 35 seconds yeah. that she's in the movie. <laughs> and she's there, and, you, and we're all like, 
I feel like that was a, one of the first moments everybody on the couch kind of leaned forward. Yeah. Like, oh, all, oh, the, all the sidekicks were, were dispatched quickly. Mm-hmm. They were pulled underwater. Yeah. Jack is there alone. You know, in the first and real she, danger. And she's like, been. I'm going to eat you. And there's an interesting... This is also known as something happened. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and there's an interesting rapport being built between him and this horrifying witch who's like, yeah. I'm going to eat you. And he keeps referring to her as ma'am. Like, he goes, "Do you? are you sure you're going to have to do that, ma'am? And he's, and he's I like, remember that. and she's like, yes, you look like you taste good. And he's like, you don't have to eat me, ma'am. And you feel like it's out of a fairy tale, like he's going to trick her out of it. Like he's going, to, he's going to flatter her looks yeah. or something mm-hmm. and use his, but and no, she's, she's into his shield and yeah. Yeah, but no, he then draws his sword and the next thing you see after he draws his sword <laughs> is the headless witch body flailing and then it's over. Yeah, somewhere between the cuts, he apparently took out his sword and chopped off. I was watching very closely, and I had no idea what just happened. You got the shing, and yeah. and then, and, and that was it. it, it and, was... and just as quickly as the the first real interesting character is introduced, she's mm-hmm. dispatched, and... And then we're back to wandering and, aimlessly. Right. Okay. Uh. <laughs> so... Again, okay, so basically the the premise, like he was saying, there these unicorns keep keep light in the world. Mm. These goblins appear and cut the horn off of one of them to give to the devil. The devil's like, no, 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 you gotta you gotta kill both of them. Go get the other. Horns. Oh, but one one of the goblins, <laughs> because they had the unicorn horn, thought they had powers. So the devil summons a mummy to pick oh, yeah. up the and goblin and in walk hole. off a cliff. Yeah, it's like a weird suicide. <laughs> yeah. There, yeah, there's a, yeah, there's there are three there are three there are three evil little goblin monsters and one of them it, one of them just gets suicided by a zombie. It was summoned. a mummy. Straight up mummy, mummy had wraps around in, its in, head and in body. the defense of the evil people. He tr- was pretty insubordinate. Oh That's no! He, I'm not saying he like, took the unicorn horn, but the way that he started was acting real weird. a yeah. little too I'm not out of that line. The the, the uh, sentence didn't the crime didn't justify the sentence. I'm mm. not saying that he should. But, but we are I've saying I had mummy. no idea there were mummies in this yeah, world. Yeah, I liked that the devil resurrected the a man only to kill him once again. <laughs> and, and that was <laughs> the weird part is, is this scene happens around the goblins' campfire. Where again, this mummy not seen. No, the, they weren't like camping out in a pyramid or something. Yeah. No, there's just the suddenly there's a mummy there. Suddenly the mummy stands up, grabs the goblin, and walks the goblin off a cliff. And, yeah. and you know what though? The, again, back to this movie, not really having any stakes. That goblin is fine later. Yeah, right. Later he, we see the goblin in that uh, pig-faced monster dungeon. The goblin takes his helmet off. Goblin isn't a goblin. Mm-hmm. Goblin is a like one is, of their friends. Is one of their friends a gnome? And they and one of the gnomes is like, well, "What are you doing here, brother?" And he goes, like, "It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter." He literally says, "Long story doesn't matter." Yeah. <laughs> All four of us stop and go. No, it does matter. This is the first interesting plot twist. Yeah. <laughs> okay, guys. So I think that our listeners have gathered that this is just a shit show. <laughs> so. I want to ask you one of my favorite questions, and I feel like we've never had better fodder for this okay. question, which is, if you were to remake this movie, oh. how would you change it? What would you keep? Huh? Hmm. 
I mean, I think just go the Guillermo del Toro out, just kind of strip down the script even more, and just go real weird and artsy Real focus on the monsters. monsters. <laughs> you know, it's interesting you bring up Guillermo del Toro, because this movie does have a feeling like Pan's Labyrinth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, Without, you know, the whole Spanish Civil War thing to really yeah. heighten it and right. give it meaning. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly. If, La- if legend was played against some other greater story going on, it doesn't have to necessarily be couched in a real world thing. You were the legend all along. <laughs> <laughs> Well, is, is this the 80s sucker punch? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, that's the thing. Is like Part of the thing that makes Lord of the Rings like a, it, cool is because while Frodo is running around with Sam and Gollum trying to like figure out how to destroy the ring, mm-hmm. we are aware that this is part of a greater oh, yeah. war that is going on, on mul- in multiple theaters. They also theaters. build the relationships in that story. They build beast, the relationships beast, yeah. in other stories or in most stories, unlike <laughs> this one. Relationships are built, storylines are built. You actually have arcs and peaks and valleys and plots. So the two characters there, was, like, there was cliffs. They, they ran at the end of it. They were standing <laughs> at a cliff saying goodbye. I don't. Under, what are you it's asking? True, it's true. It's true. It was a valley know, below. He jumped off a cliff to get the to ring. To get the Be- ring. Yeah, that was a real yeah. nice move on yeah. her. Uh, I will marry the man that gets this ring. Supposed to be a romantic moment. She's, I would assume, give him the ring in mm-hmm. a weird sort of re- but fun reverse proposal. No, she throws it off a cliff. <laughs> and then when he plunges, <laughs> when he plunges after it, like presumably it's like she real wants, surprise. she screams like, why are you jumping off this cliff? It's like, lady, you just threw your ring off the cliff and said for me to marry you, I gotta get it. Like, Don't take her seriously. No, no. You know what I actually would really like to do? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. This so is your remake. This is my remake. Yeah. Okay, so From this... From the visionary director of... Yes. The this... Hands That Grabbed <laughs> and Particle Physics, A Zombie Tale, <laughs> comes legend. <laughs> exactly. Okay, so this film is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I will give it okay. the fact that it's beautiful. Totally. Um, but I feel like the, the words coming out of the mouth of the mm. characters... And the actual things going on on the screen (laughs) are two different stories. Mm. And so I would love to watch this film, cut it correctly, Mm. and then write the script for a well-cut version of this where everything is different. Just ADR all the I basically would definitely buy into the fact that she's a shit. Mm -hmm. And I would probably leave her with the devil because I think they're perfect for each other. But... um, yeah, and, and I I don't think that he would ever survive. And, you know, like, I would make a totally different film. Because he's a so useless character. So your remake character. of this movie would be, uh, you just, the devil wins. Yeah. My, yes, exactly. But a lady no. discovering she's in love with the devil, which is yeah. kind of a cool story, yeah, actually. Yeah, it's kind of a it's cool story. It's the only story. story in the movie with any real chemistry. Yeah, and this is really hard for me to say because she was forcibly taken by him, yeah. and I was still shipping it, and that's pretty weird for a feminist to say because oh, I was yeah, like, Oh, yeah, you were totally, you were, you were watching it. substance. We were watching it, you were totally like, you know, if you gave him a chance, you <laughs> It might not be that you bad of a guy. You guys have a lot in common. You're both mm. assholes. Yeah, you're tricksters. Yeah. <laughs> we don't we don't actually see the devil do anything all that evil other he than raising a mummy and, and making kill it. that guy. Well, not yeah. even kill him. Kills all you. And doesn't even kill him. Yeah. And I and I think I think it would be really fun to mm-hmm. take a movie, yeah. recut it, and then add 
add vo- add ADR later. Yeah, yeah. Write, write the story to re- rewrite the story to something like, that actually would make yeah. sense. <laughs> and, uh, or like I, I think it's a really good idea, especially for this movie, because mm-hmm. I feel like that's what somebody tried to do before. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's so, this movie is completely ADR. There's no live yeah. live dialogue in any of it. Yeah, um, that was a weird. Th- so there's. Uh, and do you ever notice we never f- hear from the goblins again? So in the beginning, the devil apparently can't come out from his fortress, so he sends three goblins to do all of his hench work. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're arguably fun. They're well-designed creatures. They, yeah. they, right. They, they, it's weird that the head goblin Blix is voiced by the same person who then also does all the ADR lines for Gump. The tell us why, Marshall. Good hero. Yeah, you, oh, you found so this out. I, so we found this out. So I, for a while, I was watching this movie, and there are there are three goblins. One Marshall's of, one brain of was so desperate to add intrigue, oh, right? That you came <laughs> up with this. Okay, so so there are three goblins. Blix is their leader, and and Blix has two a henchmen. And Blix is voiced by uh, by a, f- a female voice actor. And the, it's the exact same voice that is then used by the leader of our trio of gnomes, mm-hmm. who's Gump. And so I thought, oh, maybe this actor who's playing Gump is also the actor who plays the goblin under Blix, under all that makeup. Turns out I was wrong. I was thinking it was maybe like a Mr. Darling, also Captain Hook thing from, like, Peter Pan. Mm-hmm. But I was wrong. It was just that the actor who plays Gump, uh, David Bennett, is of is a German actor, and apparently the producers felt that his delivery was too German, <laughs> so they asked the same actress who does the voice of Gump's uh, anti the anti Gump to do the exact same voice. Yeah, so they didn't even bother to ask him to do a different voice. They didn't even bother to change the voice. So Blix is like, eh, we're gonna get the guy, uh, the, we're gonna get the unicorn. And then Gump is like, oh no, they're going to get the There's unicorn, Jack. Certainly no Billy West on yeah. the but, but, well, I mean, the original dialogue was like, yes, we're going to get the unicorn. <laughs> oh, yes, we have a keeper from getting Jack, the unicorn. No. <laughs> that, I, I would have changed it to anything else. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, who do we have? Have an on set today. Yeah, uh, only, hey, you know. Hey, stop doing blicks for a minute. We need you to do this. <laughs> yeah, just uh, read these lines. Yeah, and, yes, and, they're your lines. And, I don't care. Yeah, just, sure, just read whatever. the lines. And the strange thing is, when when the de- for that scene we've been talking about, where the devil reanimates a mummy and makes it suicide <laughs> off with with one of the goblins. Our favorite scene. The yeah. other two goblins. Nothing happens to them, no. but they are never seen from yeah. again. Yeah. I actually do want to point out. I did we forget the best line from that? What. Oh, so okay. So when he animates the mummy to pick up, the, oh yeah. He, the, the, so the mummy stands up, and we're all watching. The mummy grabs the elf. He's like, "What, are you, like, what are you doing? What are you doing?" And the mummy just steps walks off, off the, off the cliff. cliff. The the goblin he's been holding says, "Adios, amigos," as he goes. And he falls to a loud crash. Uh, Sean gasps because it's such a random, unexpected act of violence. And then Blix looks... Almost dead into the camera. Then looks dead into the camera and goes, Whoa. (laughs) Like, no. No, no, no. He does not go, whoa. He goes... Wow! Yeah, he oh, wow. the camera. He and he, just, he gets wow. like really flamboyant, like 
Wow. You guys can't see my hand, but I'm actually doing like a slow motion wave. Almost, almost like, oh wow. God, you've gone you too far. Yeah, Devil, you've gone too far this time. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I took Kill it Kill a unicorn, I get it. But but force a mummy to commit suicide while killing one of my friends? Wow. <laughs> you are Jeez, a hard man. ass. Yeah. Jeez, man. Um. Okay, so so the remake. Uh, I, I think you really hit the nail on the head. Like the the, the fun part of the story would to be make it make do an inversion, make it kind of a wicked sort of thing where. Yeah. And all, but keep all the, the end. materials there. Keep the yeah. end though. Like make it tragic that the devil dies. Yeah. You know, make it this like Beauty and the Beast type story. Sort of uh, like Milton's Paradise Lost. Yeah. Where yeah. Satan's mm-hmm. the primary character. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, and they do that. They like with all of his railing to father and all that. Like. You know, I assumed that was that was the uh, you know, bigger devil that he was mm. talking to, but maybe it was God. Maybe it was a little more existential than I give it credit. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, because one thing I will say is, and that will justify yeah. bland hero and uh, yeah. damsel. Yeah. Th- this film weird. did have like I feel like with a different edit, this film is a beautiful piece of performance art. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is not a kids movie. No. It is not a blockbuster movie. It's high-end art that then got tried they tried to shove it into a package a package Mm -hmm. and it just does not work yeah Mm. uh you know, I think if I was going to remake this, I would add on of Zelda to the <laughs> to the title because oh. because this movie this movie like 1985, I want to say the very first Legend of Zelda was like 87 and I feel like the I feel like there's a good chance the designers of Legend of Zelda were thinking about this movie as some of the early inspiration for it because mm-hmm. the character of Jack and the way he's dressed in this sort of like green forest fairy outfit mm-hmm. and the fact that he's trying to rescue a princess who is herself a somewhat formidable character mm-hmm. from this like ineffable like demon who isn't quite Satan which is very like Ganondorf. Sure. Yeah, uh, uh, I like this. And and Ganondorf himself is sort of a, a like a pig man. Like he has cloven hooves and like a you know this sort of thing. And like Jack, our hero in legend, just gets given armor, a shield, and a sword at the very beginning of his quest by a fairy. Mm-hmm. The fact which, that this is actually is Legend very... of Zelda because you just you you just I, opened uh... my mind. Uh, and I am so into this. Here's the problem. Mm-hmm. You're wrong. Okay, <laughs> it's Ghost and Goblins, the movie. Oh, <laughs> they are, they are naked. He's naked sitting there having a picnic. Devil just takes his girl. It is Ghost and he Goblins. He throws on You're some right. stuff and just starts running <laughs> yeah, yeah, to yeah. save her. There's no reason anything happens. Unicorns are actually just Cyclops, Golems. Sure, why not? And uh, the devil is nearly impossible. Uh, to kill, to kill. <laughs> <laughs> as we find out at the end of Legend, where the devil's face just shows up and laughs. Very like the end of Thriller. At the yeah. very, the last yeah. thing you see, just like at the end of Thriller, when Michael Jackson's a werewolf the whole time, <laughs> like right before the credits roll, you see Tim Curry's face one more time. Yeah, over this really sweet, well, attempt at a sweet scene with like the hero's yeah. sidekicks all waving yeah. goodbye to, you know, sending them off on the just yeah. married moment. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, oh, there's Satan laughing. Well, the uh, one with him saying like, you, you're part of me or like that we're brothers, right? Or we're the same? Yeah. Yeah, but that was, 
I think maybe he was just speaking in hyperbole. Yeah, man, I don't really take any of the dialogue in this film with any (laughs) weight, and so I just think it's... Whoa! (laughs) (laughs) Um, We do need to to put a pin in the, the video game conversation. We have to tell the audience that at the end, in the climactic moment... Um, Jack is on the ground, and over a, a just just out of reach is um, the unicorn horn oh, that yeah. is slipping into what looks like magma. a liquid a, hot magma. Liquid hot magma, and suddenly he lunges over. He puts his hand in. He pulls out the unicorn horn, and honest to God, the Legend of Zelda. Sound the the you mm-hmm. equi- equipment found yeah. <laughs> that literally that noise actually is in the film before not, he throws the horn into the dead and it's chest. not even and we rewound <laughs> it we rewound it and watched it again yeah and it's not even that it just so happened to be in the score at that moment that is added yeah, yeah that is totally a sound, a sound effect, effect. It's a, added yeah. on top of the music which again my argument is. I wouldn't be surprised if this movie was an inspiration for Legend of Zelda. Well, when did Legend of Zelda come out in, I, in I, Japan? Much earlier, right? I, I, well, 85, I don't know. Like, like, when did the Famicom version come out? Hold on, let me find out. Because we can, we can find um, this out do you guys have, do you, Is there a comment section or, or on, uh, on this? Yeah, like a message board? Uh, well, you can always email us at doistilloveit at gmail.com or post on our Facebook page Do I Still Love It or tweet at us at yeah, Do I'm I Still Love It. Yeah, I'm curious as to Well, because I want to uh, all, uh, all the beautiful people who listen to this mm-hmm. should watch this movie and then vote whether this is Ghost and Goblins the movie or Legend of Zelda the movie. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, start a poll, Marshall. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> okay, so Legend of Zelda, the original one came out in 86, so it came out the year after this. Mm. So probably skewers my yeah, my really thought for it because that would have been, it would have given enough light. I think this movie could have been written in 30 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> probably took like a I do not years say the same about Legend of Zelda out. since yeah, that was right. fantastic. Um, okay, guys, so here's a quick question. Would you show this to your own child? No, I would probably. It would probably be. They'd never go to sleep again. It, it, like it is. It is really a pretty terrifying movie. Like I do remember feeling quite a bit of fear mm-hmm. over Tim Curry's Satan, and a yeah. ton of fear over that Bog Witch. Yeah. Well, I think it's both like too scary and too boring to show a kid. Well, it just doesn't hang together. Like it yeah. does. It is just like a jumble of scenes, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, like we were talking about at the beginning. Um, I would. This would be the movie after we watch a bunch of good fantasy movies. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like Labyrinth and Dark Crystal and all that. And if my kid is like, "Hey, hey, I, I need some swords, and I need some," it's like, uh, the this is this is when I scrape the bottom of the barrel and then scare him straight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And scare him right all the way to sci-fi. <laughs> I would not show this movie to my kid because I would like to show my kid things with plots. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. But kids love things without pop- plots more than yeah. anybody, though. Yeah. I don't know if the plot is necessarily the important part. I think the thing, though, is that, like, it's too scary mm-hmm. and too... Well, like, Jack is not heroic enough. Lily is not heroic enough. Nobody's enough of a hero. Even, They're only playing as the devil with right, their friends. Right, even Gump. Even Gump, who is ostensibly the goodest character in it, sure. is crying for blood yeah, at the end, like, like kill, kill him, Jack, kill, your kill girl. her, kill your I'll girlfriend. I'll do it. I'll, <laughs> yeah, I'll have like, to kill her. Give me that arrow. I'll kill that bitch. Yeah. Um, yeah. Does, 
I, I, I want, what questions do you think, this is a, a, a yeah. follow-up, <laughs> what questions do you think your children would ask after the the credits have rolled in this movie, like what what do you think the first thing they turn to you with their little I think they just innocent start eyes? Crying, they just weep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like they would want to know, like they would want to know, like wait, are unicorns real? And can you bring one back from the dead by attaching its horn back? Yeah. Yeah, they're just going to start ripping the goldfish apart and just <laughs> trying to put it back together. If it were my kid, and my kid had the same sensibilities as I did as a child, um, I'm pretty sure that my kid would just get caught up on the horse death. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> would uh, you make it through the movie just weeping? You, no, no, I don't know. I can't tell you how many times I freaked out when a horse died on screen. It's, oh. it's literally like Laura's number one pet oh. So never ending, never ending story, that scene where... Don't even talk to me about that. Oh, that's... It's terrible. That I scene, forgot about that. That scene in combination with the, uh, with the rock biter scene when he's like lamenting his hands. Hands uh, stuck with me forever. Those two scenes, I I I'm getting a little choked up right now just talking yeah. about it. Yeah. Like, yeah. and this movie has nothing anywhere <laughs> close to touching that, it's and got, makes j- even less wasn't sense. Wasn't one unicorn mourned for the unicorn? It's real sad. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, it's yeah true. no, watching a horse sad. sort of hover do, over I the do, other I one. Yeah, is yeah the most I will say that the <laughs> the best the best acting was from <laughs> that horse yeah. pretending to be a unicorn. Sad that its other unicorn mate is dead. Yeah. yeah. It was the best actor. I argue I saw. that the other horse that was playing dead was a better actor. <laughs> <laughs> now, I, but I mean, I do want to. I do want to throw out there that like Tim Curry is doing a oh, great job. Oh, yeah. yes. And I oh, that is. We have been unfair. Yeah. 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 That so, is like, Tim, that is very true. Tim Tim Curry is great. He is not pulling any punches in this full movie. Full of raw sexuality in a children's movie. <laughs> well, and that's the interesting. So we saw we saw Labyrinth. I was pretty into him. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah you're like this is kind of hot. I you do. I yeah, <laughs> you were starting the movie cold, and and, and the layers started shedding. It's like literally the only part of the movie I liked. Yeah, the when scene, she the was scene in the when, black outfit, when she gets put into her black outfit, and yeah, the devil's trying to like outfit. romance her. Yeah, well, no, and that's the interesting thing about like this movie has like we've drawn a lot of parallels with Labyrinth, but mm-hmm. it is interesting like this uh, this kind of recurring motif in the '80s of like a female headstrong protagonist who's young being seduced by a significantly older, significantly yeah. more evil mm-hmm. and slightly androgynous. Like the devil is like pretty masculine though. It's not androgynous yeah, the same way that Bowie is. I guess that's true. I guess that's true. He was the opposite. I guess I, th- I think of Tim Curry well, as being androgynous because he's uh, always Dr. Roger. Frankenfurter yeah. in my mind. Well, it's not necessarily uh, androgynous. It's just, uh, cause even, even Jared and the Goblin King isn't necessarily androgynous. He's just, Glammy? I, yeah. And this devil is glammy. It's flamboyant, yeah. flamboyant. sexuality. That's yeah. what it is. Yeah. That's so, what I'm yeah. thinking. This devil's like very dominating while thinking like Jareth wants to be like her slave. That's <laughs> yeah. that's one line at the end. He's like, <laughs> let me rule you and I'll be your slave. Sure. Like he tries to have it both ways. You can't have it, Goblin King. You can't have it both ways. Well, maybe he's a switch. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. It's time to get to our ultimate question of the evening. Do you still love it? Well, I never liked it, and I like it even less now. <laughs> but Tim Curry is phenomenal. I enjoyed watching those sections of that movie a lot. Um, I, you know, uh, I had a lot of fun watching it. Mm. Uh, I, because you're with your buds. N- no. Oh. 
no, <laughs> you know, man, screw you. No, uh, give you an alley oop there. Yeah, yeah. just didn't take it. <laughs> just watch the ball, just sail it to the crowd. <laughs> um, no, I, I, it, we had a lot of fun watching this movie. It, 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 it's a great background party movie, but I think it's there's so many uh, great visuals in this movie, and there's so such great yep. production design. I Ridley really Scott's appreciate that. Ridley Scott. We kind of talked about this uh, a little bit. Not the best at people. Like, <laughs> like the love scene in Blade Runner is 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 weird. Well, that was supposed to be kind of like it? rapey. I think so. Uh, well, and then he Deckard... made the choice to do that. Uh, <laughs> but um, all these, so the I don't know. There's something interesting about it. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I love it, but I'm certainly gonna probably watch this again. Really? Wow. Yeah. Well, and I, I think I'll going with Sean. So. If this was the only version of the movie that I knew existed, mm. I would have to say I don't still love it. I was I was quite disappointed with how disjointed and nonsensical things were, and not in a fun way. And um, but do you find as you guys are watching more of these '80s films, are they more disjointed than we remember? I think a lot of them are. Um, oh. I think that the the issue there is that in this period of time, and I've mentioned this before, the 90-minute rule mm, was really, so really strong. Rigid. And I feel like so many films just got edited to their oh, sure. bones and this in order definitely, to fit this movie the hour and a half. Yeah. 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 But, but going on that, because I know there is a director's cut that people, that, that critics praise more and that has 20 more minutes like there were several scenes where it just suddenly ended and we all like look confused yeah. at each other like wait that seemed like something was about to mm-hmm. be revealed right. so I would not watch this version of the movie ever again I don't think I have really an, any desire to do so mm-hmm. but if I come across the DVD with the director's cut version then I will watch this again yeah. because there was enough nuggets of cool shit specifically the visuals of it that like, if they can make it make sense with 20 more minutes, I'm game. I almost argue go the other way. Mm-hmm. I, I was just thinking about this, as you said, like adding more material to fill in the blanks. Uh, we, we should do a, uh, we should do a, do I still love it cut, where it's just the Tim Curry scene. <laughs> yeah, and like, you much. would, you would have a cohesive story. It'd be yeah, about 15 yeah. minutes long, mm-hmm. and it would be rock solid fun. <laughs> it's true. It's like, so true. Yeah. You know, so an interesting thing is happening as I've been having this conversation with you guys directly after watching the film. Mm -hmm. Because you were not happy. No, I was not. I was not. It was drivel. But I'm a very visual person. Mm -hmm. And as we continue to sit here, the dialogue is non-existent, so you Mm -hmm. can't remember it whatsoever. Nope. Um, So all I'm stuck with... The only line you remember is, wow! Wow! (laughs) Um, So all I am am stuck with in the aftermath is beautiful pictures in my mind. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And I'm having a little insight into a child brain right now Mm. as to how something this bad could become something you loved as a kid Mm. because they are such rich visuals that even as an adult right now, I'm having a hard time saying that I truly hated this because it's so beautiful in my head mm-hmm. that I'm like, oh no, it couldn't have been that bad. Yeah. Yeah. I need to go watch it again to make sure it's already it was that it's tricking bad. you. Yeah. It's already yeah. tricking me. And so now I'm starting to realize and I'm I'm excited. I feel like I just realized something about about kids and about us as kids. Mm-hmm. This is why Tim is, Curry laughs at the end. He's got yeah. you. 
Exactly. <laughs> like, the visuals, which are really the only thing that can stick with you from this movie, mm-hmm. are just so arresting sure. that they totally trick you into thinking that this and, is a film actually worth giving it your and time And all to. the characters are archetypes, so it's like you just, by looking at them, okay, I understand that's hero character. Okay, cool. Yeah. Now you've got a context for that image in your head. Right, yeah. sure. So I will, I will say no, I do not love this film, but I will say it is working on me mm. and I, I'm uncomfortable with the fact that okay. I'm being manipulated. After maybe like your outro music, we should, you should have an update on how you feel in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like after, after a night's sleep. After a night's sleep. I can't stop watching it. <laughs> It is a bit like it is a bit like Satan. It's like beautiful and seductive, but actually I'm part hollow. of you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Oh, sweet. So uh, I want to schlock tank December eighteenth. That'll be coming out probably uh, the following space. Sunday open space. at Open Space on at Fairfax. Eight o'clock. Yes, at eight o'clock. We'll and, all be uh, there. Yeah, and how do we find you guys on the interwebs? Uh, you can go to Facebook.com/backslash/schlocktank. That's S C H L O C K. Tank, as in fish tank. Uh, you can also go to hecklerfilms.com. Hey, we've got a couple movies on there. Yeah. And is The Night Janitor available online? Uh, yeah, it's on a Vimeo, our Vimeo page. Yeah, by the time this comes out, we'll have it fully released. So, yeah. Fantastic. And, and you can find that at hecklerfilms.com. It's totally worth your watch. It, uh... The, the I'm gonna say it's so much more worth your watch than, <laughs> than the film that we just watched. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, the gore level itself is like hilariously awesome. That's yeah. our thing. I don't even want to spoil it, but yeah, we yeah. ripped somebody's face off with a plunger. So. <laughs> 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 I don't think it diminishes anything. Uh, so it's uh, very satisfying. Yes. <laughs> cool. So again, I want to thank uh, Sean George and Michael Chow for, thank you for having uh, us. the co-hosts, co-creators of Sherlock Tank for being on here. I can't wait to see what they've done with my weird idea, Seven Minutes in Hell. Oh, so boy. please come by the open space and check it out. And. Uh, this has been Do I Still Love It? I'm Marshall James. And I'm Laura Weiss. Everyone do your Tim Curry laugh. Precious. <laughs> 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 <laughs>